1: Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Virdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. I'm excited for us to continue our series on women's empowerment. And you can see, I still have my guest co-host, episode number three, Makiva Rich is with us again, and I'm just going to let her say hello and welcome, and then we'll jump into introducing our special guest for this conversation.
2: Good evening, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Is so excited to be here again. And we're so excited about Women's History Month. I am excited to see what we have in store
1: for today. Yes. And so we have been sharing all month how we got connected. Yes, And our very special guest, for this conversation is our connector. <laughs> I've been sharing that I attended um, the Ignite Summit and it was at that summit that I accidentally walked into Makiba's session and was just electrified by her content, her outfit, and her engagement. And the founder creator and voice behind that summit is our special guest for this episode. And yes, it is entitled the audacity to show up. And so let me introduce, introduce her to you. We have Reverend Nikki Brown. She is a highly sought after motivational speaker, preacher, coach, leader, and mentor to women who desire to live more authentically and abundantly. She is the founder of IGNITE Women's Empowerment Summit, which galvanizes hundreds of women around the country through yearly summits, empowerment groups strategic coaching, and events that create intentional opportunities for a God encounter. She is known for her high impact and dynamic teaching style. She is a life leader who embodies and teaches the philosophy that trapped within every woman is the ability to create her own doorway to greatness and success. As a result of her own spiritual journey and life transformation, Reverend Nikki has connected her passion and her purpose in establishing a life development system that actually motivates women to discover and unlock their potential in every dimension of their lives. Reverend Nikki is a master's level counselor, a certified life coach, ordained minister, and author. She's authored The book, There Is More, Eight Steps to Embracing the Greater You. And y'all, can we celebrate the flip side conversation (laughs) is the kickoff to the book launch tour. We are the first stop on the tour, (laughs) y'all. I am so excited for her most current book, Audacity the courage to let go and leap. I'm so excited. We're the first step in this national tour. And so we are privileged and honored to welcome to the flip side of adversity conversation, Reverend Nikki Brown. Welcome.
3: Hi, how are you? Thank you so much, Dr. Virdra for this opportunity. Um, It's great to see you, Makiba. I am excited about this being my first stop talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. So thank you so much for the invitation to be here.
1: Absolutely. And uh, Nikki and um, Makiba, I know that you uh, want to share this far and wide. So I'm just going to let you know it's on my personal page, Veerdra Jackson, not Dr. Veerdra Jackson's page. If you are on Veerdra Jackson, um, please share it. Get this conversation out. Because I feel like in a season and time when we have gone through so much, talking about audacity and showing up, I literally had a coaching session about that this morning with a client, is going to be powerful. It's going to set someone free and you don't want to be the blocker to them getting access to this. So go on to Veerdra Jackson, my Facebook page, and share it far and wide. So if you don't mind, ladies, I'm just going to jump right in. Yes. How does someone become audacious? Wow! Well, My I know. goodness. I know. I'm just. I'm just going to start right there. I'm just going. I'm like, why? Why mess around? Let's just get right to the it. source. Go for it.
3: <laughs> you know, um, I wrote this book because I'm looking back now. I recognize that I've always been a scary individual. <laughs> and all my scary people who are watching understand what I'm talking about. I, ever since I was a child, I was always afraid of everything. I was afraid mm-hmm. to go outside, afraid to meet people, etc. And I think we've always been taught that audacity doesn't include fear or uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But lining the fabric of every audacious move. Lining that fabric is uncertainty. And I wanted to write a book for the people who stood in the valley of indecision Mm -hmm. and wrestled with uncertainty and wrestled with a sense of insecurity that sometimes audacity is not this feeling or this sense of big boldness, but sometimes audacity includes uncertainty. That audacity oh, includes um, a sense of not being sure, right? But you you have now this intentional moment where you're going to make a destiny decision. And that's kind of how we I start the book off, talking about a moment where the Lord challenged me to be bold on purpose, but not one moment during that initial time period, did I feel bold? Did I look bold? Did I speak bold? But I made a bold move. Mm-hmm. And so I wanna, I wanna, I wanna come for the women who are literally in the valley or or sitting in the cage of complacency, and they're waiting for this feeling to arrive or this confirmation to show up that. Now I feel courageous enough or bold enough. When when the reality is um, sometimes um, destiny is a decision. It's not a feeling.
1: Mm. I've been quoting you all week long on my social media <laughs> yeah. page. And that was actually the very first quote I used on um, in advertising mm-hmm. for our conversation mm-hmm. that sometimes it's mm-hmm. a decision. It's a decision.
3: Yes. It's the decision. It's a decision. How
1: does what Nikki just explained about audacity connect with your story?
2: Absolutely connects. (laughs) It absolutely does. Because as she was speaking, I was thinking about in the church where they tell us that you have to fake it till you make it. So ideally, if you were to meet Nikki and you watch her walk into a room, you would think that she was the most confident person ever. Like it's this persona that precedes you, which we talk about the aroma. Right. So Mm -hmm. when I look at her, Mm -hmm. she exudes confidence, boldness. And it's like, okay, here she shows up. But yet she writes this book about audacity So it then brings you to think, like, when did those two moments mesh Mm -hmm. and it come together to become her reality? Because for me, as we talk about the confidence and becoming a big deal and and getting to that moment, there was an epiphany, right, that had to happen. And for Mm -hmm. me, it was my divorce. What was that moment for you, Nikki, that transitions you from faking it to it with to you make it to now I am an audacious woman?
3: Yeah, I think. I I opened the book talking about this year in my life where I was living on food stamps. Um, We were, we were in a season where it felt like God was literally breaking everything down around us. He was playing the quiet game. Mm. I like to say that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And those who pray and talk to God and look for answers know exactly what I'm talking about. He was playing the quiet game. and, And for that year or so, I really wrestled to understand where we were going and what we were doing. And when you're in a season where you feel like your resources are being stripped from you, the things that were comfortable for you mm-hmm. are, are now being, are no longer within reach. It was in that moment that the Lord put upon my heart an idea
0: mm-hmm.
3: to do a breakfast. And I immediately said, well, when I get the money,
1: <laughs> yes yes
3: i mean it just makes sense right mm-hmm. and 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 here's the thing about audacious moments and and i've i've been in church my whole life and i've heard people talk about it the lord wouldn't leave me alone mm-hmm. i i haven't met that God. i meet the god who invites me and then sits back and decides and lets me decide what to do mm-hmm. that he gives me an invitation to step into something bigger than me. I don't have to, but if I want more, I will. Mm-hmm. Yes. You an see what I mean? And so, yes. An invitation to do something intentional. And I wrestled with it for weeks and months because I really just didn't have the money. So I rationalized mm-hmm. my resources and said, great, I'll do a breakfast. In fact, maybe this will give me some money i'll and I'll just invite fifty women. I have ten friends, and I will ask all ten of them to invite five people. I can't lose. I mm-hmm. went signed the contract. See, this was all within my comfort zone, but not only that, I was in a season where I was building based upon my resources of where I was and not where God was trying to take mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I signed a contract for a room that fit fifty people. And I felt great about it. A week and a half later, all I heard the Lord say was, it's not going to be big enough.
4: That's Mm. it. He didn't tell
3: me to go cancel the contract. He didn't tell me, I want you to, he just said, let me put something else in front of you and see what that will do. It's not going to be big enough. If you want more, Mm. if you want something beyond where you are, I'm going to show you that where you are does not speak to where I'm trying to take you. Mm -hmm. You actually have the invitation to step out of it, but I'm not going to tell you what the resources are going to be. I'm not going to tell you how it's going to fall. I'm not going to, all I'm going to tell you is what's going to happen isn't big enough for you. And so I wrestled again for another three, four weeks. And finally with trembling hands, (laughs) Knocking knees, I went back to the place, broke that contract and asked for the next room up in which I had to guarantee a couple of thousand dollars where I was on food stamps and I had maybe one hundred and fifty dollars in the bank. Mm. And in that moment, there was no feeling of boldness. There was mm. no sense of this is what the Lord told me to do. But in that moment, I knew that signing this contract was exactly what I was supposed to do and being yes. in that moment was exactly where I was supposed to be. I mm-hmm. can't explain it, but I signed mm-hmm. that contract and, and here's here it is, and I, I can only speak truth. I walked out and I started crying because mm-hmm. I knew that if it did not work out, that it was going to ruin me and my family. Audacity mm-hmm. is not the sense that everything is going to go your way or mm-hmm. everything is going to go well. Audacity is making an intentional move, knowing Mm -hmm. that God loves me, God cares for me. And at the end of the day, everything is going to work according to his glory. And so the Lord showed up in that first Ignite event in that not only did 50 women come, but close to 200 women showed up. And that's when Ignite was born. And it wasn't because I walked with so much a a huge feeling of faith, Mm -hmm. but I made this destiny decision to do something beyond where I was and be clear. I was very successful in what I was doing, Mm -hmm. but you can be successful and stagnant. Yes.
1: Yes. That's a whole word right there.
3: It's a whole word. You can be successful and stagnant.
1: Word right there.
3: And so it was in that moment that the Lord showed me that faith and boldness and courage is a decision it's not a feeling it's a mindset it's absolutely. something that you have to intentionally walk into and not be afraid of the of the feeling of weakness yes. that <laughs> comes with courage because when <laughs> you're walking with courage you feel uncertain and you feel weak absolutely
1: You are literally sitting on the quote that I pulled. for Because I told you, I've been quoting you all week. So I said, well, I can't stop. I can't stop now. So you wrote, there's a quote that you have that says, sometimes destiny requires you to take a fall. I don't mean a fall in terms of a defeat or committing a sin. There will be moments when you'll have to decide to risk it all. This is the heart of audacity is having the courage to make a decision that could cost you everything. I was like, and do you see how God does? I I just love it. And and when I read that, I've had conversations with women about taking risk Mm And you've already begun to set the table yes. for our understanding mm-hmm. around this question. But I, yes. I'd love for you to continue to unpack what are women getting wrong about taking risk?
3: Yes. Yes. So one of the things that's important to understand, you, you've got two different types of risk takers, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the risk taker that has to have all the information in advance. hmm
1: <laughs> Yeah, I was going, she, I was wondering who, who just raised their hand.
3: <laughs> Somebody just raised their hand. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. You, you've mm-hmm. got the risk taker that will take risk, but it's dependent upon being comfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, courage and comfort don't exist in the same room.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So you, you've got that risk taker and mm-hmm. then you have the risk taker that um, moves forward And doesn't understand the process and the process is Mm -hmm. that at times when god shows you a vision he shows you the vision in a matured state meaning in its Mm -hmm. adult form Mm -hmm. you see that vision the way you see it on the outside of a of a puzzle box but when you open that vision it's broken in pieces Mm -hmm. and so The risk taker doesn't understand that the vision that I see today may not show up 10 years from now. Right. Mm -hmm. That I literally have to take one piece of that puzzle and build on it. And sometimes God does not always tell me how the pieces fit together. And so Mm -hmm. what happens with that risk taker is they try to rush to get to what the the box looks Mm -hmm. like.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) and guess what they jump over all the pieces pieces they they miss important steps (laughs) yes they get discouraged along Mm. the way and they abandon the thing they've been assigned to carry wow because they didn't understand the process Mm. the process of the risk that that and and so for me when when i finally started to see this vision come really to pass. I saw three days. Mm-hmm.
2: I saw mm-hmm. all these
3: women in the room, but the process and the piece of the piece of it to start was you will start in one room on a half a day from mm-hmm. nine in the morning till two.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And so to understand that, because had I have tried, mm-hmm. let's just say the next year, because the first year went so great. I, I just mm-hmm. got this amazing vision and, and God was like, You know, the the, the wisdom that came was this is a process. And so what is your next step in this risk that you need to take? Sometimes we get too excited too soon Mm. and we build too fast and we don't have the stamina. We don't have the capacity. We don't have the team. We don't have the volunteers. We don't have the wisdom. We don't have the emotional um. Uh, you know, we don't have the emotional intelligence to handle mm-hmm. all of the strife that comes with getting to the next level. And mm-hmm. so we burn out. And there are women who are watching who have a humongous vision and dream that God has given to them. And they started on it, but they abandoned it because they tried to get to the end too soon. Wow. That's yeah. good.
1: You are speaking so much truth, I think in the, in the day, especially the day and age we're in right now, so many are, so many people are focused on a product and not the process and they haven't built the character to sustain a, 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 a process that encourages and strengthens their faith, grows them as a leader. And creates something that will sustain beyond mm-hmm. the moment that their hand is on it. And all of that yes. requires process. Yes. Yes, it process. requires yes. process. And yes. and I know you want to jump in here, but I got one more thing. I promise. <laughs> and then I'm going to give it back to you, Makiba. I promise. Because she is speaking my oh, language. Because there's one more thing. Mm. I feel like that sabotage mm. is not just yes. us, but sometimes, we, especially in this age, we are so focused on getting to a product that compares to somebody ah, else's that we are rushing it mm-hmm. so that it can quickly mm-hmm. look like mm-hmm. what somebody else is doing. Wow. Absolutely. N- Nikki, it. how do you talk about or unpack comparison
3: mm-hmm. and competition? Mm. Wow. That's good. Well, this is, this is right where I am. And if I mm-hmm. can be transparent, which is what I try to live on. Um, I had to literally detox myself from mm-hmm. social media. Mm hmm. Um, most A lot of people say, oh, she's not on social media a lot. Well, that's that's on purpose. Because what I recognize is that comparison affects all of us. I'm a former mm-hmm. therapist. And so, you know, you think you're the only one wrestling with it, but you're absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody compares themselves. And so, th- th- you know, what happens is when we get on social media, or when we get, I don't know, talking to other people, and we're hearing their you know story or we're seeing what's happening we don't understand that we're looking at their highlight reel
2: yes yes. We, yes we've
3: never because we haven't walked the journey with them we don't know the behind the scenes actions of what it took for them to get there but the enemy wants you to look at or people even even people get you to see you know that your highlight reel does not compare to theirs you're looking at the front half of the story. You don't know the back half. And so if you if you judge that, you will, you will abandon the process. And so one of the things that I have to do is I had to discipline myself a couple of years ago to stop scrolling. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, the reality is this. Number one, when you get on social media and you're scrolling and you're scrolling, scrolling, you look up, it's five hours later.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Wasted time. Time. Yes. Wasted time.
3: You're supposed to be working on this business plan, working Mm -hmm. on the budget. Mm -hmm. Five hours have passed. The second thing is the more you're scrolling, the more you run into something, but you know, that, that makes you wonder what's wrong with me. How come Mm. I'm not where they are? I don't have as many likes. I don't have whatever it is. And so I have made it a discipline point that stay level focus, Mm -hmm. stay The moment you focus on your lane, your assignment, right? And if that means that you're using social media just for your business, post it and forget it. Keep moving forward. You know, but but that's you. So you basically what I'm telling you is you you've got to distance yourself from everything that will draw you Mm. into a place where you will be comparing yourself. Wow. So it's 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 literally like if, if you know you're a former alcoholic, you need to stay away from the bar or stay mm-hmm. away from activities that will draw you in. And don't be ashamed to do that.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And if you know, social media causes you emotionally. And, and this is actually a study that's done. Yes. If you test the emotional, um, uh, your mood after you've gotten off of social media it does change mm-hmm. your mood shifts. And so we see it happening in young people, their brains are changing. It happens in adults as well. And so we we have to start to recognize the places in our life that cause us to abandon our dreams. What is the tem- What are the things that tempt us to let go? And if social media is one, if comparison is one, then you got to stay out of those conversations and you've got to stay out of those places until you're strong enough to feel good about where God is taking you.
1: Yes, indeed. It, oh, powerful. Yeah. We have about two minutes before our first commercial break. And Makiba, I'll be quiet mm-hmm. and, and let you go ahead and, and take on the next part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so when we come back we are going to continue to unpack this conversation on audacity does not mean that there is not fear it is tied to a decision but as makiba shared i've watched reverend nikki on platforms Mm -hmm. and when you when you Said she walks in a, she walks in a room. She commands mm-hmm. a room. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. we come back from this first break, I want to know as a dynamic speaker, how do you cultivate the confidence mm-hmm. to be able to command a room? Mm-hmm. So if you want to understand how she gets it done, join us in after this first break.
4: Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoates.com for more information.
2: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: This is Living Strong, the Flip Side of Adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into one 888 346 9141 That's one 888 346 9141 You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now back to Living Strong, the Flip Side of Adversity.
1: Welcome back. We have been talking with Reverend Nikki Brown and my she has been my guest co-host for this entire series. Makiva Rich is back with us in the studio, and we're having a conversation about audacity. And if you miss the first part of this, <laughs> make sure you tag this for the replay yes. so you can get all of the nuggets that were shared at the beginning. But before we went on a break, I asked for us to get prepped and prepared to talk about confidence. Mm. And, uh, Makiba, you shared it earlier. When you encounter Reverend Nikki On platforms, what is it that you see and you feel? I see absolute
2: greatness. I mean, I remember meeting her for the first time in 2019 um, at a conference. And, you know, she walks in this room with this. She's very, you know, confident. She walks straight. She walks in a room and everybody kind of looks like, hey, who is this? And it's not arrogant. It's not anything that's coming from her. It's just the power of God and the anointing. Um, And in order to get there, we know that there's a process, right? There's a game time, you know, positioning to get to that moment. But I think this audacity movement is really resonating with a lot of women because Mm -hmm. as a trailblazer for women empowerment, to look at someone that can transparently say, I was I was uh, get receiving food stamps and I was you know, not confident and I was at my lowest point when God began to use me. I really think that this is a moment in time that's going to change the trajectory of what women feel about themselves because through her transparency, she's going to change the life of others because... The reason we brought her here to close out is because we wanted her to bring a message of hope. And this is pure hope to say, you don't have to always have it together. It doesn't, all the pieces don't have to be connected, but still move in purpose while you're going through these challenges, because now on the other side of those challenges, this is the result of it. So I'm excited to hear what got her here.
3: Mm. So, you know, I, I speak a lot. If you've probably followed me through the years, I speak a lot about faith and perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's because it's the area in my life that the Lord has had to work on me <laughs> and gather me together like a bun, honey. Um that, that's that has been the area. <laughs> That, I mean, a lifelong journey. I I found it very strange that the Lord would cause me to write a book about courage when mm-hmm. I have always felt so courage less, where I've mm-hmm. always felt so worried and fearful. I wrote a book. I wrote a section in here about the audacity to mm-hmm. believe and ask for it. And I said, I am very pessimistic in nature. I, I'm very, very pessimistic Um And that I really wrestle with faith and I wrestle with going on just pure believing it. And so part of the journey of audacity, I start the book off talking about authenticity. It's impossible to walk in courage without being authentic. Mm -hmm. And the, the trouble with being authentic is you can only be authentic based on the perspective of who you think you are. Wow. Yes. And perspective. I said this a few years ago, the greatest move of God is not in the miracle. The greatest move of God happens in the realm of perspective.
2: Mm.
3: One of the greatest struggles in -hmm. the mind, one of the greatest struggles that Jesus had in convincing people that he was the Messiah was not the miracle.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It was <laughs> believing and being yes. able to see that he was the Messiah, even though it didn't look like he was one. Right? And so that journey becomes inward in that we wrestle the most. What women wrestle with the most is not the idea. It's not the dream. It's not mm-hmm. the goal. It's not even having one. It's having a belief system to match where I'm trying it's, to be. It's yeah. Good. It's good. And mm. here's the thing. You can only birth what you believe about you. Mm. That's all you, true. You can, mm-hmm. only, mm. you can only give birth to what you believe about you. And so for years, the journey for me has been God deconstructing my belief system. To get it to match up. I had the gift to speak, but I didn't have the belief system that matched up with the gifting. And so the problem is now I'm gifted, but I'm insecure.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm
3: anointed, but I'm jealous. (laughs) I'm I'm powerful, but I'm putting myself down all of the time. And so because the two don't match, Mm -hmm. right, I'm gifted, but I'm ineffective now. Mm-hmm. Because my belief system does not match up. And so your gift can be in the future, your gift can be an overdrive. But if your perspective doesn't match it, you will fail to succeed in an area you were gifted to do so.
1: You know what Nikki, you <laughs> just told everybody my business and I I, I, I thought <laughs> I, <heard> like, <laughs> I thought we were closer yeah. than that yeah.
3: Yeah. friends yeah. we were yeah. friends because, yeah. because
1: I I I literally someone asked me just yesterday how how is it that you can speak mm-hmm. to groups And I told her, you know what, there was a time in which I did not, I was actually believing a lie. I was being fed Mm -hmm. my inadequacy. Mm -hmm. I was hearing from someone toxic stories about my own personal narrative, and I Mm -hmm. bought into it. And every time I opened my mouth during that season, I stuttered. I stammered. You could hear my voice quake. Mm -hmm. It was not until a breaking happened and I had to sever any connection to that space, environment, and time. And I got with the Lord. Now, somebody going to click off. I'm going (laughs) to tell you, don't do it now. But all of this happened in the church. All of this happened in the church. And Mm -hmm. so I had to really get connected with the relationship with the Lord and who he said I was. And he rewired my whole perspective and then sent me back to the same place I left.
3: That's right. Yeah. To
1: learn how to deliver Bible studies to women for me to get to this point today. Love yes, it. It's like it, yes. it is You
3: you are speaking so much It is in yes.
1: the mind mm-hmm. Yes, It is yes. in the
3: mind It is oh. it, it is your perspective and, and let me say this I said this to a group the other night Most of the time I don't struggle what I think of me I wrestle with what I think you think of me Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the
3: problem becomes I co-sign Uh-huh with your perspective of me, and I come into agreement with my enemies, and now I am manifesting what you think versus who I know I am. Yeah. There are women who are watching, and that I did it all the time. Mm-hmm. I did it all the time. Every time I would get up to speak, I would practice at home in the mm-hmm. mirror with my comb. <laughs> you know how you pretend my brush. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's all whole truth.
2: <laughs> Never <laughs> lies. It's the truth.
3: I would practice in the mirror with my brush and my comb. And I mean, I'm getting it at home. Why? Because it's me in the mirror. And I know I have a word from the Lord, but then I would walk into a room and everything that people said about me from years past, everything that I thought you thought about me, I started to manifest and whoever mm. I was at home I left that person at home. And so I literally fulfilled the prophecy of what you believed about mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. of what you yeah. believed about me. And so it wasn't until I broke or, or or really started understanding, I am manifesting a image that has been built off of somebody else's opinion of me. And some of that opinion I have adopted. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say, oh, this is my opinion of myself, is it really your opinion of yourself Mm -hmm. or is an opinion that was built from experiences, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what you've told yourself about the experience, right? Because in your quiet time, now there are some women who really in their quiet time, they really wrestle with, I really don't know who I am, but I've done therapy work with women and coaching for over 20 years and very rarely have I met a woman who, if you were to separate her from her experience and really talk to her about our identity, she understood who she was. She knew she had an inkling, an instinct of what God had put on the inside of her. But she wrestled with what you thought.
1: Mm-hmm. Whole truth. And, and that takes so, us- yeah. yeah.
3: Go ahead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: no, I I just was cuz it's it this is literally bringing us full circle of the series because we started this conversation with I'm a big deal and so are you. Yes. And it's 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 recognizing beyond the trauma, the pain, the hurt, the abuse, separating that. Yes. And saying there's a God who died for me. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Who made me Mm-hmm. wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Because everything that God yes. created,
2: he said he created was good. Mm. And That's we right. always wait for though how can we expect what God created to tell us what we were created to do? Only mm. the creator can give us purpose. So once That's the creator right. tells good. me who I am, I'm not going to wait for you to validate his ordination of my life. And this is why even as Nikki's talks about how we adopt the perception It's the idle words. It's the things that we were birthed into. It's the things that we hear from our family members, It's the generational curses. It's all of these things on top of our own insecurities. Now you pile all that up on a woman that didn't even have an opportunity to become the identity of who you thought you were. Because people begin to tell you who you weren't at a very early age. So as yes. we change the trajectory of that lifestyle and that interpretation is women like Nikki and myself, as I I, I consider her a trailblazer, right? Mm-hmm. So I consider mm-hmm. as we follow the expectation, even in Women's History Month, it's incredible that we can now, after all of these years, really celebrate one another. And that's yes. why I look forward to opportunities like this for us to begin to change the trajectory of what we think of ourselves and yes. what other women think of
1: themselves. Yes, that's which good. is Which is an opportunity for me to put in a plug. So for those of you who are on social media, if you want access to the legacy building material that both Makiba and Nikki have written right now, you need to drop a question or a comment into the chat. And we actually both authors have signed a copy of their book for us to raffle off to those who we can see your name pop up in the comments, your name's going to be added to a drawing for a signed copy of, first one, um, you're a big deal, and so I'm a big deal, and so are you, and... A signed copy of Audacity. So right now, if you are on social media, now is the moment in time to drop in either a question or comment so that your name goes into a drawing to receive a signed copy from each author. So, Nikki... I attend. So my first encounter, and my girlfriend Esther is in the chat. She has been blowing up the chat with comments (laughs) from the moment we started. Esther Moore is the one who said, "Oh, girl, you have got to come to the Ignite Summit with me." I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm flying in town. I'm a yes. We're gonna figure this out." I was there. Walked into Makiba session. (laughs) said oh I'm oh, this is exactly where God had me and that that last year's theme was manifest this year is the theme still propel it is why propel so last year manifest I sat in there I said, you know what? I am going to be the evidence of what God has manifested. Yes, <laughs> yes I yes, had the t-shirt yes, yes. and everything. The t-shirt yes. and the tutu. I was sold <laughs> out.
3: Yes. Why
1: is propel so important for women right now?
3: Well, sometimes we get addicted to inspiration. Mm. There are people who are addicted to being inspired. We go to these conferences, we're inspired. God showed me, right? He showed me, he manifested, he gave me some evidence because that's what the word manifest means, mm-hmm. evidence. He gave me evidence of what's in me, evidence of where I'm supposed to be, right? Right. Well, the word propel, when you really understand it, it's this pressure that's applied to move something forward. It's not just moving something forward. It's pressure applied. And so there's this intentional movement. There's this intentional weight that you have to put on something. Mm. And what I'm finding now is that we are in this season. The background noise is acceleration, that we don't really have a lot of time anymore to really wait on three signs from the lord and and we don't have time to decide if all of our money is is going to be well and if we've got everything in order there is a move right now where the enemy is picking up his pace to attack our children to attack the next generation He's attacking people who were well with sickness. There is something that we have to apply pressure to, to get it to show up and start moving at an accelerated rate. And Too many of us have been sitting on dreams and ideas and goals for way too long. And now, not only should we start, but we need to apply some pressure. Mm
2: -hmm. And Mm
3: -hmm. I don't know what pressure people need to apply to, whether it's your finances, whether it's You know, getting this business plan, but applying pressure means that now all of a sudden you're really starting to put some energy and some effort behind it. And this isn't just I'm just waiting to see. I'm just getting trying to get confirmation. I'm gonna go to this other conference and see if the prophet is if I'm gonna be prophesied on. Listen, no more. The Lord is saying no more signs. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: No more signs. This is the season to be intentional to actually make a destiny decision, a decision that's going to change the course of destiny. And applying pressure means that I am literally going to put some full energy and focus behind finishing this book or behind getting this business going. Uh, and, And so that is what it's really starting to look like with Propel. We're like, how are we going to drive this wagon till the wheels fall off? (laughs) And and really, and really, (laughs) I'm not saying we're just driving, you know, casually down the street, but we got to literally drive this wagon because some of us are standing in the balance between heaven and hell, life and death for other people. There is somebody who has not been born yet, who by the time they show up, they're going to need what's in your belly and it needs to come out now.
1: Yeah, I love that visual mental image of pressure mm. yes that there's yes. there's a push there's a pressure and and understand the weight and the power behind you for it to now move. Through and out of you for others that that visual image in my mind is so powerful. So I know what manifest meant to me and I'm going to be at Propel. So (laughs) I want some sisters who did not get a chance to register last year. Now is the time because registration is open, right? Mm -hmm. So tell us yesterday. Yes. Mm -hmm. So tell everyone how they can get registered for Propel.
3: Well, I am excited. The conference, the theme is Propel, but it's called Ignite Women's Empowerment Summit. And we are hitting our 10th year. Wow. 10 years from the moment that I started on welfare with food stamps
1: yeah. in a
3: room hoping for 50 women to show up and the lord has kept us and so our our theme for the years propel and we are going to just have an amazing opportunity i have done church all my life and so i wanted to blend spirituality and practicality and psychology as well as to preach you silly, so that you crying in the corner, spitting up somewhere, whatever. And if that's not your thing, (laughs) that's fine. And so we bring in so many different voices. We've got workshops. This year, we're gonna have a business lab and a self-care lab, Mm -hmm. where on one particular night or one particular day, all the workshops going on on something on self-care, whether it's hair care, whether it's makeup, whether it's dealing with anxiety and pressure, then we're gonna have a business professional lab. In, in one hour, there's going to be all workshops going on for business and professional leaders. And so we've got women coming from all different walks of life. But we also have some amazing heavy hitters that are going to be coming who each one of them has a different voice. We have Real Talk Kim. We have um, Ambassador Sophia Ruffin. We have Prophetess Siobhan Smith. I will be speaking. We have an amazing worship team. Makiva is gonna be our MC and she's gonna keep that energy flowing. And then we're gonna have a propelling pink party. We're gonna come and <sighs> yeah. yell cutest pink, honey. We love pink. And, yes. and if you came last year, you know we had a tutu and tea party, and we had a absolute blast. I'm still getting hate mail. Oh, um, from
2: that. oh <laughs> Only from the church folks, only yeah. from the deep church. Folks. It was so much fun. Like was <laughs> it was fun. Jeez. It was Ooh.
3: fun. But you can go to ignitesummit.org slash 2023 or just ignitesummit.org and hit on conference, and you'll be able to see all the amazing things that we're having. We're running a special right now that ends in about a week $75 for three days. That's $25, wow. $25 a day. Yes. It's going to be in Wilmington, Delaware at the Chase Center on the Riverfront, November the 9th through the 11th of 2023. So November 9th through the 11th at the Chase Center on the Riverfront in Wilmington, Delaware. I hope to see you there.
1: This has been yet again a powerful conversation. I hope that if you entered into this Thinking that you had to have an absence of fear to be audacious, that that narrative has been switched and changed in you. And if you know someone who is still struggling with understanding how to separate themselves from what they've been through so that they can Mm. walk in full confidence and authenticity, Because there is a pressure being applied Mm. that it is now time for you to move. Mm. This has been amazing, ladies. Thank you so much for your time, your transparency, and the work that you are doing. So we are at the end of our time together. and. As always, we will be right back here on the flip side of every yes. conversation, because regardless of what you have been through, we serve a God that will help you on the other side of your adversity. Mm-hmm. We will see you next week.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Virdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.